Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. So, I am back from Dorset. Um and I have brought with me a case of COVID. So, I just want to apologize first of all if I start coughing or doing like light sniffling sniffling that noise is that the word some of that during the uh the recording of this i've actually not had covid before this is the first time i've had it and it's absolutely floored me i'm not i'm not gonna lie um friday was the worst of it but I'm still, unlike any other sort of illness I've had before, there seems to be no like linear path of recovery. Um, so it's just a bit weird. It's very up and down, but it's not what we're here to talk about today. Um, we're here to talk about Tottenham Hotspur just beating West Ham United 2-0. Was that a good game? Did we play particularly well? I mean, right, number one. Let's not suck the joy out of this. <clears throat> we beat an arrival that often plays against us like it's a cup final. So we have to um we have to take from that what we will. I tell you one thing I'm I'm actually struggling with, weirdly, I've just noticed as I'm starting to do this, is like shortness of breath, which you know, because I've sort of been sitting basically in rooms on my own, not really talking to anyone since I got it. And now I'm actually talking into a microphone quite a lot. I'm uh, finding it a bit weird. So bear with me for this one. It's a bit of a weird one. Um, was it a good game for Spurs? Yeah, all right. We got three points. That's good. And like I say, West Ham do always show up against us. So... Great. Um, it did feel like a kind of shit team getting beaten by a not as shit team, really. Maybe that's not really fair. We are fourth in the Premier League now and they're 18th. So how about a shit team losing to a not very good team? There we go. Um, and when I say that, it's not to say that I don't think we have some very good individual players, which is what I think pretty much drags us across the line and gets us into the positions that we're in. I think I've said this plenty of times in the past as well, over the past few years anyway. Um, it's just, I just, I found it a bit of a weird one. Um, Again, there seems to be very little cohesion to to what we do. It definitely was more it was more pronounced in the first half. Um first half it was just really lackluster. Um luckily for us, West Ham didn't show up either with the same sort of level of intensity that they usually bring to us. Usually they're chasing everything, every single ball, every single one of our players closing them down rapidly. But they didn't do that today. Um doesn't really feel like a team that's playing for Moyes anymore. Um, but still, I think we managed to contain them pretty well, other than, well, in the opening like 30 seconds when Jared Bowen probably should have scored against us almost immediately. 
and that would have been a I think that would have been a disgusting game um, from that point on had that gone in. But thankfully, uh, it didn't. Um, and second half, we found our sort of feet a bit more. Still, don't think it was particularly vintage performance, but we managed to sort of you know string a few decent balls together, and thankfully, you know, beat them. Which look, when all is said and done, a win is always is a win is always good, isn't it? Um, it does still. I mean, look, if I'm being brutally honest, it does still feel to me like everything is sort of up in limbo, really. Um, Antonio Conte not in the country, recovering, not his fault. Obviously, <laughs> obviously, I'm not blaming him for this, but no real clear sign of when he'll be back. Um, you know, let's be honest, probably not going to be here next year. It all just it feels a bit weird. Um, it feels like we're sort of a bit in stasis, but here we are, fourth place in the league again. Every chance that we do finish in the Champions League places, qualify for you know, qualify for the best competition in world football again for two years in a row. So maybe I'm just acting spoiled. I don't know. I'm not enjoying the football. I think that's the main thing, right? I'm not, I'm not really enjoying watching this. I'm not having fun. I didn't really, I didn't particularly enjoy that game. Um, I mean, maybe my mood is slightly tempered by my current condition, um, but I don't think so. I haven't really enjoyed a lot of the football sort of lately. Um, I don't know. It's, it, I think it's just, maybe it's not even so much about the game itself. Maybe it's the overarching stuff, just the feeling of like, what we're we building towards, what's actually going on, what is the journey we're on here. Um, and, you know, fair enough to some people to, couldn't give less of a shit about that. Some people would say, look at it on face value. You're going to be in the Champions League, hopefully, probably, maybe. Again, next season, what more do you want than that? Um, so, you know, I think there's different kind of schools of thought to this type of thing, isn't there? Um, it just doesn't, I don't know. Beating City the other week, beating these lot, don't feel that sort of same buzz of a few years back. Um, it's just kind of like, good, we won. I don't know. Maybe it's some sort of level of like fan entitlement. I don't think it is. I don't think it's like, oh, this is like not good enough. We shouldn't just be aiming for fourth. We should be trying to win the league. It's kind of like, I'd like to be sort of getting forth by taking a bit of a risk and playing a sort of style of football that's actually exciting and interesting as opposed to like just grinding sort of results out, crunching the kind of numbers and by default, not by default, but as a result of that, finishing in a kind of what one would deem to be a successful kind of position which is fourth place, you know, Champions League, let's be honest. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm being too overly kind of, overly negative on this one. Um, I'm, I'm not, I don't know. I don't, I don't really consider it negative as such. I'm not trying to be negative. I'm just trying to say that. I'm just not, 
really enjoying it. I like. I would like us to be sort of passing the ball about with a bit more kind of ease. I'd like, you know, sort of bums off seats football. Um, not just kind of like, great, all right. Oh, there's a goal. Oh, well, you know, that that's good, isn't it? Um, just come on, it is a bit like that, isn't it, at the moment? Um West Ham look bang in trouble though, don't they? I mean, they did absolutely nothing today. Um, and I think that's worth bearing in mind as well. Like, I think we took our goals pretty well, but I don't really feel like we were sort of all over them and they look really, really bad. Like, they look really bad. Um, it'll take something, I mean, how how much longer does Moyes get really? You know, spent a lot of money. They had a really good year last year and then they're where they are now. And I think really, I mean, like, yeah, they are they're a bit of a kind of clown car of a club, aren't they, at the best of times? But I mean, in fairness to them, as we're saying of our of ourselves with Antonio Conte and his bereavements, I mean, they've lost one of their owners, didn't they, this year? So I mean that's pretty sort of fucked up. It's probably quite a big thing for the club to be carrying. Um who knows what effects that that has had on everything, but it does seem quite seems quite strange that they're in the position that they are in. Um, it would be funny if they went down, you know. Um, it would be very very funny. I just want us to, you know, I really want us just to show up against Chelsea. I really do because they're having a nightmare season as well. Um, and we never beat them in the way that Arsenal never beat City, but always beat Chelsea. You know, we never beat Chelsea and always beat City. It's, we just can't seem to to get that one right. And I think it's been a good few years since we've beaten Chelsea now, isn't it? Try to think about the last time. And if I'm correct in saying, it was at Wembley. I think it was the 3-1, is it? When Sonny like, ran... Like half the pitch scored an absolute worldie against them actually, and the social media team did that like Sonic the Hedgehog type thing where he was collecting rings and stuff. Um, it's quite cool. It's quite a nice little uh, thing that they like added like you know the gold rings that Sonic collects on uh, on the game in front of his path as he was running through Chelsea's defence. Um, I think that's the last time we beat Chelsea. We've had pr- we've had a pretty horrible run of it against them. No less than was it this January? <laughs> no, last last was it last January when we lost to them like fucking three times in a row. We had them in uh, when did we have them? We had the I think we had two league games against them because one had been postponed because of COVID or something, and we had an FA Cup game or a League Cup game, one or the other, and we lost all of. <laughs> um, so it's been absolutely horrible. They want Graham Potter gone already. I'm surprised they haven't taken a look at Arteta and seen what he's done for them um, down the road after you know a pretty sort of patchy, weird kind of time up until this season. We'll probably end up with Graham Potter, won't we? Even though I wonder if he still thinks he's too too big for Tottenham. Um, be careful what you wish for, Graham. 
but it would be nice to get one over them. I, I had a, you know, the main thing is right about my sort of like moaning about today is that I was actually I was pretty convinced before before the kickoff today that we were going to lose to these lot. Um, I just sort of had that feeling about it that they would be like bang up for it in their kind of save our season way, and we are a bit meh. We're not really that asked about anything this year, seemingly. But, like I keep saying, as I said, sort of, I think in the post-Leicester game pod, I think I've, I've said it like in loads of the game pods this this year, really, is that when you actually look at it objectively, for, now fourth in the Premier League, we're in the, what, last 16 of the Champions League, we're in the quarter-finals of the FA Cup, is it quarters? Or fifth, no, fifth round of the FA Cup. Wishful thinking that. Um, fifth round of the FA Cup. With a favourable draw. Um, but, you know, let's not... Let's never kind of bank on that sort of thing. It's what the FA Cup's all about. All the magic of the cup. Um, so... I, you know what I feel like? With this, with the, the breathing thing. I feel like the... um. The lad in Malcolm in the Middle. Maybe he used to watch that. What was his name? Huey or something? What was his name? Malcolm in the Middle. Stevie. <laughs> yeah. That's a quality show, that actually, Malcolm in the Middle. Really very, really very funny, I always thought. Um, is it on any? Maybe it might be something that might be worth revisiting because I think I, I watched, uh, whatever, I'm not going to talk about this at the moment. It's a good show though, and funny. Um, good to be West Ham. Let's beat Chelsea. Come on, you Spurs. Um, let's. Talk about the players. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash post. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Let's see here, Tottenham, West Ham. So Fraser Forster uh, didn't really have much to do, but the few times he was called upon, I thought he did really well. He made that decent low save at his near post. Imagine that, a goalkeeper making a save at their near post. Um which was good, and I thought his distribution was strong as well throughout. Uh, I think there's, personally, I think there's a level of kind of like 
confirmation bias in those who were trying to kind of posture a bit about like Hugo Lloris missing and people not appreciating him. I think plenty of people do appreciate Hugo Lloris, myself included, appreciate what he's done for the club, but I think it's disingenuous to suggest that really he's been anything other than pretty crap this season. Um, so bringing in Forster, I think most, from what I've seen in a lot of conversations, I haven't seen people being like, great Forster's miles better than Lloris, but I think a lot of people have just welcomed the opportunity to see something a bit different. Um that's probably where I was at. Not even that really. I don't think I've welcomed it. I just wasn't that asked that the Reese was gone. Just being honest. Like, you know, as I said it sort of previously, I didn't feel that same kind of gutted feeling that have done if Kane goes or when Bentancur got injured or when Kulisevsky got injured, you know. Lloris going was kind of like, well, Forster's all right, you know, and Lloris has been not great this year, so whatever um and I think like I said I didn't watch the Leicester game apparently he was pretty terrible in that but I thought he was all right today um and like I say and he really had one real save to make which he made pretty well held on to the ball great Clement Longley um I thought he was actually quite awful today he had one little incident in particular. Um, I can't remember who it was. It might have been Bowen. Somebody had just completely robbed him because he was just like dallying on the ball around the box. Um, don't really know what he was doing, but it wasn't anything good. And yeah, he got robbed of the ball and you know, it could have been a goal for West Ham. Fortunately, it wasn't. Um, but other than that, yeah, I just, I, you know... Didn't think it was a very good performance from him at all. Uh, I want to forget. Eric Dyer, I thought he was pretty solid actually today. He was all right. It was like a good, you know, it's kind of like this is this is the baseline really that I'd like Eric Dyer to to set for himself. Days like today when, yeah, there's, we're not going to have any kind of like individual highlights compilations, I doubt anyway, like we did against, I think it was, was it Man City? when it was highlighted how well he played sort of pressing the midfield and that sort of thing. Today, it just felt like he was there, he was functional, he was doing his job and just didn't fuck up, you know? A sort of six out of 10 performance feels like that should be his baseline, you know? But we all know his baseline can drop more than this and that's the problem with him, um, unfortunately. But there we are. Christian Romero, I actually thought was very good today. Um, making up for a couple of sort of dud performances over the past few days. Past few days, well, well yeah, past few days, really. Um, I uh, I particularly liked his sort of like, he managed to channel his aggressiveness pretty well, made some good meaty tackles that made a point um, sort of further up the pitch, but they were well-timed. And they were smart. Um, I thought it was a good performance from him today. And it shows you that, you know, he can sort of switch on and do his job properly. There's a funny moment. It's, it seems like he's like, he's funny, man. He's like, um, he's, there's an element of him that's kind of like, and this maybe explains why he loses his head and starts kind of lashing out in the way that he does. There's a sort of element of like, 
a big kid about him in uh, in some respects. He um, when Emerson Royale scored, he wanted to celebrate with him, but everyone else sort of piled in, and Emerson was like jumping about with loads of other players, and he could tell that Romero was sort of he was sort of um, put out by this because he did <laughs> he like swung a leg across and like kicked Royale up the arse. And I'm, I can't remember who it was, but one of the other players, somebody else, um, it might have been Ben Davies, I think had sort of said to him, like, you know, chill out a bit, mate. Like, calm down a bit. Um, and then he did that sort of, like, afterwards, he waited for everyone to go and did that kind of, like, Emano headbutt, chest bump kind of grr, manly man type celebration with him um, just to show him, like, look, see... This is what I wanted to do with you. It's funny, man. He's like, yeah, he's just like that. Um, he's sort of like that big kid that wants to prove like how hard he is all the time. And, you know, sometimes you're just enough being you, Christian. You know, you don't, <laughs> you don't need to like prove anything to anyone. Just know that you're a good player and like stop worrying about it. But he's young, isn't he? That's the thing as well, like. He'll be a really, really, really good player um, when he's older, I think. Um, he, he already is a really, really good player. Um, I just mean I think he'll mature into like a properly, properly decent centre-back. Um, it'll be interesting to see. I, I, I really can't get a... Um, can't really get a handle on it, like what like top teams would think about him if somebody like a Madrid or somebody would, would go for him. Um because his physical attributes are amazing, but I don't know if they would hesitate over his sort of disciplinary stuff. But also, if we're talking about Real Madrid, this is a club that kind of incubated Pepe for years. So, and Sergio Ramos. So, you know, they they do have form for like in a kind of a nasty bastard, um, and they always get the rub of it from the referees in Spain as well. Anyway, so you know, maybe I I I don't know. I don't know if you know what I mean. I just there's 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 like a sort of there's a hint of Real Madrid about Romero. I do think, um, and I'm not wishing him away by any stretch of the imagination. I'm just sort of speculating. That's all. Um, I don't have any tiered medal attributed to my name. Ben Davis. Um, I tweeted and I stand by this that if there's a reason why I can clearly sort of show you why I'm going off of Perisic a bit it's the fact that Ben Davies playing out of position in this game put in one of the best left wing back performances we've seen probably in years at Tottenham I thought he was absolutely brilliant today um, dare I almost say our man in the match honestly I thought he was solid defensively I thought he got up and down the wing really well I mean this is a funny thing right for what you know, for what I was talking about with Hugo a few weeks ago, like, what does he do in training? Why isn't he getting better? Why isn't his distribution getting better over the course of ten years now? Why isn't his distribution improved? And with Ben Davies, one of the big complaints always used to be like, well, maybe he's a left centre back, maybe he's not a left back. He's definitely not a left wing back. But it feels like Ben Davies is just like, I just feel like he is, and somebody else. Um, I think it was Toronto Hooligan um, on Twitter. He uh, 
he said to me, and I agree with this massively, is I just think Ben Davis is like one of the most chronically underappreciated players on our team. And yeah, I get it, you know, gentle Ben and all that sort of thing and whatever, boiled chicken as they call him on the extra inch, or Bardi does anyway. <laughs> like, but is that a bad thing? I don't know if it is. I think he's really... And I'd honestly say this, like, I'm not saying he's on the same level in terms of like what he achieves us, but I'd say he's got the most like consistency alongside somebody like Harry like Harry Kane. I mean, Harry Kane consistently is exceptional and consistently scores goals. And I think Ben Davis, why I lump him in with him is because I would say he consistently just delivers good performances. And they're not always the best. They're not always like completely flashy. They don't have all the kind of the best parts of Harry Kane's best performances. So, I mean, it's kind of, it's a weird comparison in a way. My comparison is more just based on the fact that they are both consistent, really. Um, and I just think, I think Ben Davies is always good, really. I think every now and again, he has a bad game. And he generally has a bad game, really, when... Eric Dyer, um, or the rest of our defence are having a bad game. Um, so, you know, I thought he was really, really good today defensively. And like I say, in the final third, I thought I, th- I thought a lot of his play looked pretty meaningful. I thought he, um, I don't think he completed any of his crosses. I'm not 100%, but I still think he played a few decent balls into the box. He was probing, he was searching, and ultimately he provided the assist for Emerson Royale. It was really, really neat work, really nice work. Cutting in from the wing, receiving the pass, cutting in from the wing. I think he skinned his, you know, took his way through a couple of players and played a lovely ball through to Royale. Um, I thought it was really good, you know, and I, I haven't. Yeah, I think the issue with Perisic is that he's just been really meh. I think you know that's the main thing. I don't, I don't think Perisic has been awful. I don't at all. I think that would be incorrect to say that he's been bad, but I don't think he's been good. <sighs> um, sorry, I sure need to take a deep breath there. Um. I don't think he's been uh, good at all. I just think he's been just meh the whole season. Um, and I think it's really quite a big issue, you know. But we've got Destiny and Doggy coming in next year and hopefully, you know, he will be bang straight into the team. Because um, apparently the kid is amazing. So, you know, we'll see. But... Ben Davies, man, like, I just think people need to, like, let up on him a bit, like, he's, a, <laughs> I think he's, a, I think he's good, I think he's a really good player, I think he's one of those players that walks into most Premier League teams outside of, what, the top six, I think he's one of those players, like, remember when Man United sold Johnny Evans? And everybody thought they were above Johnny Evans. And then he just looked fucking solid as fuck for years at Leicester. Um, I think West Brom as well he played for for a bit. And he was solid there. 
So much so, I think Arsenal were going to sign him um, at one point. And I, I can't remember, maybe he got injured or I can't remember what happened. But it didn't end up happening. Um, I kind of feel like it wouldn't be much dissimilar um, for Ben Davies, really. I think he would look really, really good anywhere else. And we just maybe take him for granted a bit. Pierre-Emil Hoybier, I thought was actually really good today. It was one of his better performances. He was pretty controlled. He was pretty disciplined. I thought he absolutely had Declan Rice's number today, um, which is quite funny because you could see Rice getting completely wound up all game long. Just com- I think he just, just completely lost his ass there. Um You'd imagine he'll move on in summer. There's a lot of talk of him going to Arsenal. Consistently been talk of him going to Chelsea or back to Chelsea, I should say. And there seems to be some debate as to whether or not he's actually a boyhood Spurs fan or a Chelsea fan. But I'd have Declan Rice at Tottenham, to be honest with you. But I, I suspect they would want too much money from him. Unless his contract's running out. I can't remember if he's maybe got one year left after this year. Or something, but I'm not. I'm not so sure on that. Um, I think he'd cost quite a lot, so can't see that one happening. But Bjorn Hoybier, good performance today. I was surprised to see him start alongside Skip. I thought it'd be Saar. I thought Skip and Hoybier were the two that were interchangeable. Um, but I thought the two of them played really well today. Um, Skip, I'll move on to Skip now. I thought a very solid game for him. I, you know, it's good to see him get more minutes. It's good to see player from the academy come in again it feels like one of those players that people don't see as like particularly flashy or anything like that but maybe it's just because he's kind of like you know whatever a sort of quiet I was going to say meek character but he's not on the pitch is he at all maybe off the pitch he is but you know he's just not very cool is he like for want of a better word and he's like He's a good player, you know. I think I think he's really solid. I think he's really decent. Um, there was a bit of a worry for me, like with Winks, that maybe he got injured at a really sort of like important place in his development. But he still seems to be doing like he seems to be coming back from that all right. Played really well in the Champions League and played really well today. Um, I thought his passing was a little bit off at times. If I'm if I'm going to be sort of critical about it. Um, that could be improved but I thought he sort of marshalled his zone well I don't know if they play in zones but it felt like they do anyway that midfield too I felt like he marshalled his sort of area of the pitch really well he uh, didn't allow their sort of midfield much space um, was constantly closing them down and making decent little runs forwards as and when appropriate I just think he's he's pretty I think he's a smart little player I think he reads the game really well I really like him. I like. I, I don't really know what I can say. I, I, I don't know what the future holds for him. As I've said previously, I, I don't know if he's going to get enough game time at Tottenham. And I think he's like at that stage in his career where he needs a lot of game time. He needs to continue to develop. Um, I would like if it was at Spurs. But if not, I think he is going to have a really, really good career. Um, I think he's a really good player. Um, and I would, uh, you know, I really liked seeing him and Saar play alongside one another the other day. So I would like to see them given more opportunities. And, you know, they're both very young players. 
could be our future midfield, you know. Um, I think he's really good. Emerson Royale, again, strange, man. I mean, initially I thought it was really strange that we didn't play Porro. It seems just, there's a lot going on there, right? And like spending £45 million on a player to appease a manager that's probably going to leave in summer. Um, now we've got him through the door. Some people seem to agree, some people didn't. When I was saying on Twitter that for that sort of money, you know, £45 million on a defender on a wingback is, is big money, you know? That's the sort of money that clubs like Manchester City spend on, on players like that, you know? So you would expect a sort of level of off-the-peg quality about them, right? As a, as the saying goes, somebody that we could buy and just stick straight into the team. But it doesn't seem to be working out that way, right? Um, and I don't, I don't mean to be too harsh on the player. I just think it's quite bizarre that we've had we've got Emerson Royale, we've had Jed Spence, we even had Matt Doherty there, who none of them were particularly fantastic Jed Spence you know we don't really know about but adding Porro into the mix and then sort of seemingly not thinking he's fit for all purpose it just seems a bit weird that we'd spent that much money on him when you know we're already starting to say oh well we can't really play him in games when we're expected to defend I mean that doesn't really sound right to me like <laughs> Sorry, you know, I, I, I don't know. It just seems a bit weird. It seems like a kind of like head in the sand kind of excuse made for basically everyone getting excited because they were cross about as not signing any players, just wanting a player who, yep, played well against us, Porto, but really barely any of our fan base knew anything about Pedro Porro. It was all just fucking hype. People just like getting pumped about, you know, the thought of spending money on a player. And I get it, you know, it is exciting, it's good, but the fact we've now got him and, you know, I understand he had a very bad game against Leicester. Um, but to see him not play today against a team like West Ham just seems a bit weird to me. But, on the positive side of this, Emerson Royale continues to look brilliant. Continues to look every bit the Brazilian right wing back signed from Barcelona that we hoped he might be. Um, really, really well taken goal. Don't even know what he was doing up in that position in the pitch, but nice run, nice touch, nice finish. Shame it wasn't a no look finish. That would have been like <laughs> extra, an extra little cherry on top, but he did play a little no look pass as well. Um, during the game which you know whatever the man's uh, he knows what he wants to do and he does it so um, god that's just made me think of that bloody that earworm you know Just Eat Katy Perry advert cause I get what I want when I want it margarita with extra cheese on it like that honestly that fucking advert will play in a loop in my head non-stop for hours like for hours and that bit I've just said there I would just sometimes shout out 
when I'm just working in the day and stuff like that. <sighs> Whatever. Um, but yeah, Emerson Royal, I thought he was he was solid defensively, solid going forwards. His passing looked a lot better. He just looked a lot more switched on. Um, you know, it's said by plenty of people who work in and around football that uh, players need that competition. They need somebody breathing down their neck. And he guess he's got that now with Porro. Because ever since he's come in, he's just looked a different player. He's looked so much more composed. He's looked like he wants to fight for his place on this team and bring the best of himself to it. And long may that continue, you know. If the £45 million we spent on Poro translates to Emerson Royale being a brilliant right wing back, then I guess... What can you say, you know? I mean, that's kind of the whole point in it um good very good Richarlison pleasure to see him start the game today um I think he's got I think he's got good hustle as you Americans would say he's yeah he's not quite the sort of flashy Richarlison we see playing for the Brazilian national team yet I personally still think we're going to see the best of him playing in a central role either as you know a kind of rotation for Kane although Kane never gets rotated we know this um, or as Kane's successor if Kane goes this summer um, which nobody wants to talk about that but could maybe happen and there we have Brazil's number nine Brazilian superstar sent it forward for us who I think, you know, could do a really good job. But I thought he was okay to that. I thought he was fine. I don't think he was particularly great. Um, I was happy to see him start. Happy to see him play. It's been weird that he hasn't been getting more minutes in my opinion. Um, but, you know, whatever. He played today. And you know, I think it was good. Let's hope he gets more minutes soon. Um, Dejan Kulusevski, look, he's just not at it. My tweet earlier was that the injury seems to have knocked the Juventus back into him, and it does feel that way a bit. He's not as sharp as he was. I don't think he seems quite as um, just tenacious maybe as he was last year I don't know if he's like lost a bit of his confidence um, what with the injury maybe yeah I, I don't think he's fully fit so maybe he doesn't like fully trust his body yet either and that you know that all plays into confidence and how well you're feeling about doing something um, so give him a break it does seem a bit weird I know he's um I know he's like predominantly a left wing player, but I believe Dan Juma can play off the right as well. So I did find it a little bizarre that Lucas Mora came on for Kulisevsky and not Dan Juma. Um, 
Again, like with Porro, I don't know if he's just not, <laughs> I don't know if he's not impressing with tra- in training or something, or if this is just like a Conte quirk. But again, it just seems a bit weird to me. It's like, we're bringing in a player like Dan Juma for what, a half season loan, really, let's be honest. What will I, What do you expect from him, really? He's not going to know all your automations and stuff, really, is he? Like, Have you got that long to spend bedding him into the team? Surely a player like him, he's a bit of a chaos element, right? Like all the th- all the positives about Dan Juma are kind of can dribble, is tenacious, gets in the face of other players, likes a shot, kind of you know a snapshot, likes to take a man on, can just disrupt things a bit. I mean, is he the sort of player that needs to know all your automations and stuff like that? Surely he's the player that, like today, you just chuck on for the last twenty minutes and let him fucking run around a bit, as Harry Redknapp said to Roman Pavlyuchenko, famously. Um, it's just a bit, it's a bit weird, isn't it? It's, it's a bit of a weird one. Um, but hey, you know, there you go. Um, I've, but I thought Kulisevsky was, was all right today. I thought he grew into the game, to be fair. I thought he was better in the second half. Um, but he's still... I mean, come on, he's still a shadow of the player that we've seen in a Tottenham shirt already in his Tottenham career. So, you know, let's just get him back there ASAP. Um, I should mention Hummin Son at this point as well um, because he came on for Richarlison. What a well-taken goal from Sonny. Lovely ball by Kane, but a beautiful touch from Sonny. And that's that's what we've been wanting, right? Because that's one of the, like the trademark things about Son. One of the things that he's been so exceptional at, better than like most players you've ever seen in the Premier League. You know, it's the sort of stuff that someone like Salah does, and he's one of the best ever Premier League players too. That habit of just being able to not even really break their stride; they can be full sprint, receive a ball. And just kind of like have the ball like magnetically stuck to their feet as they, like I say, just just receiving the ball and not breaking stride. It's it's a wonderful skill. And Sonny did that today. You know, the lovely ball through from Kane. And Sonny just picked the ball up, took it in his path and just banged it straight past the keeper. It's lovely to see. It's lovely to see him basically consistently score against them after... A section of their fans racially abused him all those years ago. I do always feel like it's been a bit of a, a grudge match for him, and rightly so. Um, fair play to the lad, kind of silencing them in the best way possible. Um, I mean, no, I don't really want to say that. that feels a bit twee, doesn't it? Like, the best way to combat racism is to beat their football team. It's not that, is it, Jack, really? Let's be honest, that's a really stupid thing to say but you know <laughs> you know the point I'm I'm trying to make I think um, it's good to see Sonny and hopefully that form will continue into the tail end of this season because um, you know we need him really when him and Kane connect like that there's none better and that's a fact literally a fact there's none better to have ever done it than those two. So, you know, let's have Sonny back. Let's have him back doing what he does best. And you know what? I don't I don't hold it. I don't blame him entirely for his form this year, you know. I think a bit of it's on Conte. 
whatever you know maybe it's it's my conte agenda and all that sort of thing but i just i, I don't know i found it weird what what's Sonny sort of what's his position been um for most of the year sort of playing as a sort of left winger no real overlap with perisic who again um i didn't dig him out earlier perisic was just a calamity again the second he came onto the pitch today just gave away two scything challenges. He could have quite. He could have easily had a red card at this point. I just don't see the point of him at this point. You know, like, uh, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, Sonny, carry on with that, mate. Um, big HK, Harry Kane. Nice to see him with his kids before the game. Um, it's funny, isn't it? His two daughters, like the older one is like a spitting image of him and the younger of his two daughters and his son as well, actually, both a spitting image of Kate. I was just looking at that sort of before the game because they don't really show their faces on the internet at all, which is, I think, a good thing, personally. I, whatever, I, I, I don't want parents coming at me, but, you know, I think there's a, there's a good argument about, like, you know, kids' privacy and all that sort of thing, but... Whatever. Especially when they're famous, I guess it's a bit different as well. Um, but they... Uh, yeah, nice occasion for him. The TIFO up for him, which... Whatever is nice, isn't it? I think people were digging it out and I was probably more on the side of like looking at it. It was a bit weird. It felt a bit weird. Um, it's Harry, you know? Like... I don't even know why they didn't just say his, his surname or like HK or something like that. I don't know, whatever. Is what it is. I'm not going to split hairs over a Tifa. It's nice, make him feel valued. Um, rightly so. Nice little kind of thing with, um, I think, uh, Jimmy Greaves' wife, I want to say, before the game when she handed him over like a a little trophy. Ah, oh, Harry came with his hands on a trophy, eh? Um, because obviously they, you know, he, he he's become the record goal scorer, and he had a good game today. I thought he had a, you know, I think he was trying to make things happen. Um, I think he was trying to get on the end of a few crosses at various stages throughout the game. Couldn't quite get there, um, but obviously played that wonderful ball through to Son to make it two nil to the Spurs. Um, so. Great performance. Um, I just, you know, we just got to have the fucking lads show up against Chelsea. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's that's the main thing now. I just really, really want us to get one over them because, like I say, it's been a disgusting sort of run against them over the past few past few um, years, hasn't it? So. I don't know. Let's just fucking... Let's just have him. Let's just have him. Thanks for bearing with me today. Um, I'm not actually that sort of downbeat or anything. Like I say, I do just have COVID. First time I've ever had it. I feel like I'm kind of coming out of it, but it is very up and very down. Um, thanks to everyone who is supporting the show. Link to the Buy Me A Coffee website in the bio on Twitter. Um, please do like and share the podcast. Leave ratings, reviews on your chosen podcast platform. Um, 
Yeah, great. Come on, you Spurs. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.